up and welcome back. It is episode number 29 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. I'm Dan Ball. And I'm Matt McAuliffe. And man, oh man, Matt McAuliffe, we're getting a championship time again. Yeah, it's always a fun time. Yeah. I mean, especially when you have multiple teams going for a chase. And we had that in the winter season. It's good to have it in the spring season. Uh, and we'll let them all know about it. Oh, of course we will. Uh, we got the rundown coming up here. We got a bunch of sports that are getting to tournament time. They're finishing up their their spring seasons. And we'll tell you all about it in the week that was in Quinnipiac Athletics. Starting with the news and notes, men's hockey coach Rand Pecknold was inducted into the Connecticut College Athletics Hall of Fame this past Friday, so congratulations to him. Former Quinnipiac University Director of Athletics and Recreation Jack McDonald, that's a mouthful, has been named a part of the 2019 National Association of Collegiate Directors of Athletics, or NACDA, Hall of Fame class as announced by the organization on Monday afternoon. Men's hockey held their annual banquet over the weekend as well. Among the Award winners were Chase Prisky and Andrew Shortridge, who took home co-MVP honors. Also announced at the banquet, Norwalk, Connecticut native Nick Germain will represent Quinnipiac as the 46th captain in program history. Carlos Chuksta, Alex Whalen, and Odin Tufto will serve as the alternate captains. So congratulations to all four of those guys, and those are the news and notes. Now to women's outdoor track. The Quinnipiac women's track and field team had a strong showing at the Yale Springtime Invitational. The team also celebrated the 10 seniors that have dedicated the last four years to the program and Quinnipiac. The highlights from this meet in the 4 by 100 meter relay event, the team freshman Simone Foster, sophomore Brittany Del Mundo, Edwina Galama and junior Megan Scullin took second overall. The field highlights, Scullin finished in first place in the long jump with a 5.62 meter leap. Domundo took fourth in the event with a 5.06 meter leap. Domundo also took first place in the triple jump with a 10.95 meter leap. The Bobcats will compete in the 2019 MAC Outdoor Track and Field Championships at Monmouth this Saturday and Sunday, May 4th to May 5th. Acro and tumbling, the Bobcats were down in Waco, Texas for the 2019 NCATA National Championships. Quinnipiac started with a 267.285 to 261.160 victory over the number five Fairmont State Falcons at the Farrell Center. The Bobcats held the lead by just .175 points at halftime, despite falling in two of the first three events. They picked up the pace after halftime to win all three events in the second half and come away with the six-plus point victory. The win was the Bobcats' fifth straight, the second-longest winning streak in program history after winning six straight in the 2017 season. Chelsea Werner recorded the Bobcats' lone heat high on the day as she bested her previous best score with a 9.65 in the aerial pass of the tumbling event. Unfortunately, the Bobcats dropped their semifinal meet, falling to the Baylor Bears 278.075 to 269.485 to conclude the 2019 season. The Bobcats sent members of their team to the individual event finals on Saturday afternoon and tallied three second place finishes in the event finals. The Inversion Pyramid group recorded a 9.8 score. The Duo tumbling group recorded a 9.4 and the quad tumbling group had an 8.275. Cameron Diaz and Melanie Mancini were named 
2019 NCATA All-Americans is announced by the National Collegiate Acrobatics and Tumbling Association on Saturday. So a lot going on there for acro and tumbling. Congratulations to uh, all of the individual teams that finished in second place in their heat. I know they had a number of third place finishes as well. And just no matter what happened in the tournament, an unbelievable season that we were able to watch relatively closely this year. And it was a lot of fun to do so. I mean, we had Paige Meyer and Emma Carmen in here. They were a lot of fun to talk to. And the passion that these ladies have for their sport and growing their sport is so huge. And I think this is going to continue to grow in the Quinnipiac community. We already have great fans and a great crowd that comes out to them, and it's only going to grow. They've they've done an unbelievable job, that senior group, of uh, establishing the culture of this program and growing the sport at Quinnipiac. So I'm, I'm very excited to see what they're able to do in the years to come. Not a field hockey, Dan. They wrapped up their brief 2019 spring schedule with games against Lafayette and Drexel on Saturday in Easton, Pennsylvania. All right, so we'll see them in the fall of 2019 starting off their spring schedule in the Big East. Men's lacrosse finished up their regular season with a 15-9 win at Manhattan on Saturday afternoon. Matt Frost and Mike Fletcher led the way with three goals and two assists each, and Tyler McKay added a hat trick in the win. With the win, the Bobcats improved to 5-2 in the MAC and secured the number two seed in the 2019 MAC tournament. The Bobcats play number three seed Detroit Mercy at four o'clock on Thursday in Poughkeepsie, New York. The winner of that game plays the winner of Marist and Canisius in the championship game on Saturday at 10 a.m. So best of luck to that squad getting into the 2019 MAC tournament. The men's tennis team, they took part in their 2019 MAC tennis tournament over the weekend. The number three seed Bobcats kicked off their weekend with an upset win over the number two Maris Red Foxes, winning the match 4-1. to one. Quinnipiac picked up a doubles point to begin the day, then Helke Moore... Alistair Magalit and Patrick Cacapero each won a singles match to power the Bobcats to victory. Magalit won 6-2 and 7-5 to clinch the win. Unfortunately, the Bobcats then fell to Monmouth the next day, losing in the MAC championships by a final of 4-0. Monmouth picked up their fourth straight MAC title with their win. Quinnipiac men's tennis freshman Alistair Magalit was named the 2018-19 MAC Rookie of the Year, so congratulations to him. That was announced by the conference office during Friday night's annual banquet at the Mountain View Golf Course. Now, the Bobcats also took home six All-MAC awards, so their season is wrapped up, Dan. Another big congratulations to another great spring team. Absolutely, and and it's been incredible, and when we talked to Chris Pappas earlier this year, he said that that you know this group seemed to be uh, as closely knit as he had seen in, in his time as the coach of the Quinnipiac tennis team. They have a lot of great rookies on this team. You know, uh, aside from just Alistair Magalit, seeing seeing the the younger guys on this team do what they did was fantastic. So I'm excited to see uh, what happens with them in the coming years. But women's tennis, they also took part in the 2019 MAC Women's Tennis Tournament over the weekend. The Bobcats started their weekend with a 4-1 win over Siena College. Jennifer Liu and Layla. Rodriguez each won a singles and doubles contest for the Bobcats. Lou and Rodriguez teamed up to earn a number three doubles win to begin the day. Then Lou won in number two singles and Rodriguez earned a match victory in number five singles to help lead Quinnipiac. Unfortunately, the Bobcats dropped their championship match to Fairfield, falling four to three the next day. So uh, uh, a tough loss there for the Bobcats in the championship game. But, you know, we got a chance to talk to some of their players throughout the year. And, you know, they were kind of they were building up for that championship run, but no matter what, especially what they did in the regular season was absolutely fantastic. 
Baseball now, they swept Ryder at home in a three-game series over the weekend. They won game one of Saturday doubleheader 16-9 and game two 7-1. And the two wins in Osberg went four for six with five runs, four RBIs, two doubles, and a triple. Andre Marrero went three for ten through two games, recording five runs, drove in three RBIs, and had a triple and a homer. And Liam Scaffarello recorded his sixth home run of the season, and he walked twice against Ryder. The senior has tallied 98 runs and 101 RBIs in his career, and is looking to become the seventh player in Division I program history to score 100 runs and drive in 100 RBIs. After rain postponed the game Sunday, the Bobcats completed the sweep on Monday, winning in a 15 to 4 route. The Bobcats hit four home runs on the day, two by Liam Scaffarello and one each by Marrero and Evan Volgamore. Scaffarello finished the day with three hits and five RBIs. Arthur Carrera won his third game of the season, tossing seven innings of two-run ball, and the Bobcats play at Bryant the day we're recording this and host CCSU the day this podcast drops, and then they're headed to Iona for a MAC weekend series, kicking off a stretch of nine league games to end the season, Dan. So best of luck to them as they will be grinding coming towards the end of the year. Finishing up the rundown, we have softball. They dropped their doubleheader at Iona on Saturday, losing 3-0 and 8-4. The Bobcats are at UConn the day we're recording. They finish up the regular season with doubleheaders at Canisius on Friday and at Niagara on Saturday. So, Matt, on this episode, we have something special. We've done this a couple times so far in the run of this podcast, but uh, this is the first time that we've done it with all members of the same class. We have a senior roundtable on today's episode for you. That's why we're kind of doing the rundown a little bit quickly because this was a longer conversation. It ended up going about 40, 45 minutes in total, but we have Kenzie Lancaster from women's hockey, Aubrey Conti from women's lacrosse, and Al Pelletier from women's soccer. We put the three of them in the studio with myself and Matt McAuliffe and man oh man what a conversation between three women that have had fantastic careers with the Bobcats I know we had a lot of fun with them it was a um a great conversation of their individual sports their individual journeys but also the bigger picture like what is going to happen in the future with their sports and in the future for them and uh we couldn't have picked three better guests and we, uh, one of the questions that we asked, and I was, I'm always interested to hear the answer, and it's something that I want to do as we get into year two of the show, is the role models, who they've learned from, and who within the program that they've they've learned a lot from. So we had a fantastic conversation with the three of these fine athletes. So here is what Kenzie, Aubrey, and Al had to say. All right. Every time she like <laughs> this girl in front of a microphone. Yeah, like, just let her Britney sing Spears this whole right. podcast. Yeah. She'll sing. sing for you. No. One, sing. All right. One, we're, we're starting this now. Uh, it's episode number twenty nine, Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. We're back because we're starting this now. One karaoke song that I could put that microphone in front of you and you could sing. What would it be? Oh God, this is a lot of under pressure. No, okay. I know. I know. Um, oh boy. Oh my God, I knew my. Oh oh, oh. the one from uh, the movie with um, you know. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait Lady Gaga? Yeah. Shallow. Shallow. Oh, man. Because that's my favorite song, too. It's a pretty Shallow. good song. It's what a pretty is good it, song. Matt, what is it with Quinnipiac Athletics and the song Shallow? I don't know. The well, entire dude. women's basketball team. Shallow. This is the cool thing, though. My yeah. music professor, like a couple semesters ago, his son wrote that song oh, wow. for Lady serious? Gaga. Was and he was at the Grammys and stuff. Yeah, his name's like Fred. My professor's name was Fred Rossimondo, and his son co-wrote it because like in class he's like oh yeah my son's doing a collab with lady gaga and then like a <laughs> year later there he is on the grammy stage Hold winning on. like all it the awards with her it wasn't freddie pasqua 
No, no. Fred Rosamondo. Yeah. I think his just, son is like just, Anthony or something. Okay. He just dropped that in the middle of class, though. Yes. Like, yeah, so <laughs> this is what the homework is for next week. My son's doing a collaboration with Lady Gaga, so continuing on. Yeah. What? But, like, we were all like, oh, like, this is a joke, like, whatever. And yeah. then, like, sh- the movie came out, and then the song came out, and we were like, oh, my God, like, he was legit. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, wow. Small, I think mine's, uh, yeah. I want to dance with somebody. Nah, mm, nah, I could do That's high. Oh, I, yeah, but like when you're out, it's like, ah, uh, whatever. Yeah, fair. Okay. Um, Anyways, uh, so we're joined by uh, three senior members uh, from three different Quinnipiac athletics programs, Kenzie Lancaster from women's hockey, Aubrey Conti from women's lacrosse, and Al Pelletier from women's soccer. Ladies, how are we doing this morning? Pretty good. Good? Great. Yeah. Good. Okay. Great. Happy I, to be here. I was asking everybody what they did this morning before they got here while we were doing mic checks, and it was more of just like, yeah, I just kind of woke up and showered and put on makeup, and now I'm here. So <laughs> thank you for taking the time to do this. I know that it's a, it's a busy time with finals coming up. Um, do we have? I think we have three different majors in here. I'm not sure if I wrote all three down, but um, I psychology. Have, yeah. psychology, I have psychology, accounting. accounting, and then I'm marketing. Marketing. Wow. Okay. So yeah. what is the uh, what is the workload like? Uh, look like heading into finals. Well, I finished my thesis last week, so I'm pretty. I just got rats. Yeah, just me to, too. Um, finish a collage book now for my art class. <laughs> oh my god! All those collage books. I get you. It is. Yeah. yeah, I'm in like three yoga classes this semester, so I have one final. <laughs> I did. Wow. I told my coach I need to be more zen. I'm a very high intense person. <laughs> okay. And it is life changing. Is, has it, it is really so done? cool. Yeah. yeah, I really like it. I oh, mean, yeah. like yoga Pilates, which is more of like I sweat in that class, mm-hmm. and then the other one I just like meditate and like relax. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. But the thing about Al was it was like off the field it was oh all, all happy Al everything's good. Once she was on the field it was like raw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say you're wrong, but. <laughs> What about you, accounting? How how about the? Uh... Um, yeah, I would definitely say it's really it's a lot. Yeah. I, yeah, it's gonna be a rough two weeks. I'm gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I did do um, two classes that have already ended though, so got my A's in, so looking good. Ooh, looking Ooh. good going in. Nice. Okay. She was student, also student the female scholar athlete for Quinnipiac this year. Wow. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. She's smart. Yeah. Okay. So for for all three of you guys, I mean, how are you able or? I guess how long did it kind of take you to learn how to manage your time and figure out how to balance the athletic part of your life with academics? Um, I think like high school kind of helped me a lot just because I did like three sports all year round. So I was already used to like managing my time. Did you AP courses too? No, I did not. Yeah. Yeah, no. Smart. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it was that kind of helped with the transition. And then our freshman year, we had to do like power hours. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of helped us lean into it because we were like kind of forced to do it. But it like at the same time helped us in the end. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. I same mean, you, you only then. have like, what, three hours a day that you're not you know, eating, showering, going to practice, going to class. So, like, that's your time to yeah. do your homework? <laughs> kind of forced. So, I mean, yeah, I was just kind of forced to manage my time. Yeah. Like, th- I knew I had this long to get this assignment done, and if I didn't, I wasn't handing it in. So, you you just, you do it and get it done. Yeah, I'm, I'm still learning, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if, you know, Randy Brooke, Marcon, and yeah. I have a lot of late nights um, doing homework, but you have to know how you work best, and... Um, I tend to need, especially psychology with big papers, I needed like a big window of time and we don't have that a lot of time for athletics. So right. um, yeah, it has put me in some late nights, but 
Um, so the bus rides come in clutch? Bus like, rides, is that yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If you don't get Unless the Wi-Fi is not working. <laughs> I have really bad motion sickness, so yeah. I cannot do work on the bus. Ooh, yeah, I think I I'm, I'm in read. the same boat with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I can do it. I can, I you, can ride. You can yeah. handle that? Okay. I could do work and riding. Yeah. I'm not yeah. there yet. No, I take a Dramamine and I'm out. You'll see me when we get back to campus. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so for all three of you guys at the table, uh, you know, we, we kind of do this with a lot of our guests, but uh, I kind of want to get the, the Quinnipiac origin story. You know, when when did you start uh, looking into playing college athletics and then when did when did Quinnipiac kind of become an option for you? Whoever wants to start. Kenzie, take it away. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kenzie's closest to us at the oh, table God. right now. So, so she's kind of the de facto. For those first. of you who don't know, I am from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, it's not very uh, it's not a very big hockey town or state for that matter college basketball basketball is great i should have gotten into basketball (laughs) (laughs) but um i moved to or i went to berkshire school in massachusetts my junior year of high school um and that's when i also committed to quinnipiac and yeah and it's been great since then. So, how, so how did you get into hockey down in North Carolina? I mean, you say that it's yeah. not it's not too big, but when you know, how did you get started? I mean, there's a couple of rinks. My um, older brother played, so um, he would bring me outside play roller hockey, and I just loved it. Yeah. So that's how. Yeah. And it's got to be. I mean, probably beautiful playing roller hockey out there. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, so you said Berkshire junior year. Yep. So uh, was that kind of the ne- the logical next step of okay, if I want to continue playing hockey, I need to go somewhere else. Um, I could have stayed in North Carolina. Um, I was already talking to Quinnipiac and a couple other colleges, so um, I was actually traveling every weekend to play for a team out of Pittsburgh. Um, so that's really what um, took a toll on me and my family and my <laughs> um, my dad's bank account. <laughs> so, um, we decided that it would, it just makes more sense for me to go somewhere where my hockey, my school, my life is all in one place. Um, so you're going from... North Carolina to Pittsburgh on a weekly basis or a monthly basis? We- weekly, pretty much every weekend. Or wow. Toronto, Detroit, or Chicago, wherever we had oh tournaments. Sweet Jesus. That oh, man. Oh yeah. So, yeah, what was an average an average weekend schedule? I mean, when are you, when are you getting up and getting out of the house? Well, I, I usually was missing school on Friday from my public high school. Um, probably fly out or drive with my mom or dad. Um to wherever we were going, and then it was just hockey, hockey, hockey. Get back late Sunday night and try to do the week again. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of time management, I like I'll always cherish those memories with my parents because, um, like, we had some. It would, it was usually one or the other. I was with my mom or with my dad, so right. it was a nice. great time with them. Yeah. Wow. So what was the uh, what was the big selling point for you on Quinnipiac? What 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 drew you to it? Um. Honestly, um, Cass Turner was, she was assistant coach at the time. So I got to spend a lot of time with her walking around campus and just seeing what kind of person she was. And, um, I knew that she was going to help me grow as a person and a player here, which was really important to me. Um, and then, you know, I'm sure you've heard it before, but you get that feeling when you're on campus. And, um, I remember the second time I had come back and I had stayed with a girl, stayed with Emma Woods, Mika, um, Mika and, uh, Sid Rossman and Emma Greco and um, and they were just great girls. So I knew that was the team I was going to be around, the personality, and yeah, I just got that good feeling about it. Not a bad and group, I was but right. not a, yeah, not a bad group to to <laughs> uh, start out with. Um, yeah, they were great. All right, Aubrey, same question for you. So 
Same thing. I was always busy with like different sports and athletics. Um, I just remember every day. I think it was was it sophomore year when I started like deciding whether I was going to go with soccer or lacrosse. And I would be every day after school going to either one lacrosse practice and changing in the car, eating my Panera in the back seat, mm-hmm. and heading to soccer practice with my parents. So same thing, like you have no time. Um, so I think also, like Al was saying, that prepared me for the college whole lifestyle with time management. Um, so, yeah, going with soccer or lacrosse, I decided to go with lacrosse and was along with like a lot of my other teammates did. Um, and just the whole recruiting process. I was going to a bunch of camps, um, showcases, and I, I actually was around here for a soccer camp one time, and I decided to – my dad dropped the name Quinnipiac. I'd never heard of it in my life. Yeah. I was like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we actually just drove on campus one day, and me and my dad took a walk through – um, the quad and started at admissions office, walked through the quad. There wasn't any tours going on that day and I just loved it. And I immediately could see myself coming here every day. Like it felt like a home place to me. Um, and I'd never gotten that feeling like Kenzie was saying, like it, you just feel it and it sounds so cliche, but it's hundred percent true. I, I totally felt it. And that's when I knew I wanted to come here. Um, and then going with the recruiting process, I came to a camp here run up at the old rug before that nice stadium got put in. Yeah, man. Yeah. Don't know how they sold me on that part, but <laughs> um, yeah. The rink is trash. Yeah, they I had a grass, the grass field by North Lot, so that you was did. fun too. You had the North yeah. Lot yeah. field the before field. the stadium. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I mean, they did promise a new stadium, so that was looking good. Um, yeah, so I honestly didn't pick um, just Quinnipiac based on the coaches or the team. Um, it was more for, I definitely looked more towards the academic side and the campus first, because I always knew that in the back of my head, like, if athletics didn't work out at the ultimatum, I would have to be happy with the school I chose. So I think my athletics choice was kind of like almost the last part. Yeah. Now, you both have mentioned that you, you really didn't have a lot of time and you're always traveling, but is that what drives you guys? Is that what makes you guys motivated and keeps moving? Is that just your nature? Yeah, I mean, I think that comes with something within, like, I I wouldn't, like, if I had all the free time on my hands, I'm not sure I would do anything or be fit or, <laughs> you know, like, I like having something to do at all times and rushing around. That's just kind of my lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in going after something with, um, with everything you have. Um, so for me, I knew college athletics was going to be the pinnacle of my playing career. There's not a great option for women's hockey um, onward. So I wanted to see how good I could get at hockey um, at that, you know, pinnacle of it. And um, and now, you know, my personality is I, I need to find what's next because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not satisfied with just, you know, leisure workouts in the gym on the elliptical. I I, I like having goals and going after something. Huh. Um, and that doesn't have to be athletics. It can be other areas of my life, too, my career. So um, I guess, yeah, that's my bit. Yeah. You could do a marathon with your mom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I probably will. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Al, same question for you. Um, well, I'm from Cheshire, so obviously, like, I grew up around Quinnipiac. My family um, has had season tickets for both um, hockey teams and basketball teams since they first built the arena. So I've just been going to like Quinnipiac athletics for a while. Um, and then in high school, I really like, I was a part of a premier team that just like 
not a lot of girls went on to play after they did it. Um, it was just kind of just for fun in high school. And I knew I wanted like to be like more competitive. It was just like who I was. And I was just always told like no one's ever gonna make it like D1. And so I just had that like stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. And then I think like senior year during the soccer season, I was like, I can't stop. Like this can't be my last mm -hmm. season playing. So I went to a bunch of camps, a bunch of like D3 schools and stuff. And then um, Stevie, our assistant coach, had reached out to me because his wife was an assistant track coach for one of the rival high schools in my conference. And she had saw me race and she had told him about mm -hmm. me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I did track in high school. So I was between like running track or playing soccer. And I just I only did track to just stay in shape, really, and like keep me busy because when I have free time, I do not know what to do with myself. <laughs> like, yeah, so I need to be moving. Same. Like, if I am not, it's if I nature. don't have a schedule, I, like, go crazy. So um, it was my senior year, January, I actually committed. So I was the 12th out of the 13th freshman for my recruiting class. Wow. I was yeah. also at the end, yeah. Yeah, That's I was towards the, the end. So I knew I was kind of like behind the game, kind of, but um, I just, I've known the campus, I've known the area, but I told myself if I'm so close to home, I don't want to live at home. Like I want to like learn how to be independent and be on my own. So I think living on campus sophomore and freshman year really like helped me too. That's actually really impressive to hear yeah. that no one goes D1 out of that program and you were There was a couple girls that did, but it just, it wasn't as competitive. We never did like um, college, like, mm -hmm. Showcases, showcases, and stuff. yeah. yeah. And even just hearing that message, like, ah, yeah, you know, yeah, don't worry good, about that. Good. We're just yeah. here to yeah, play. Like, that's a that's a yeah. tough thing to overcome. It really is, and I think that's what like drove me to like keep pushing because it's like I just wanted to prove people wrong that like a tiny girl <laughs> can actually make it. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone, like you see me on the field, and I was like up against girls that are like yeah. six feet, and I'm like, oh my god! But <laughs> I gave them a run for their money, yeah. so. <laughs> Draw some fouls. Yeah. Just run around them. Yeah. Yeah, run around, yeah. <laughs> yeah, around them. That's usually what I try to do. Yeah. So uh, I also wanted to touch on you are three women in your sport, and each one of your sports are growing mm -hmm. in the professional mm -hmm. field. So I, w I want your guys' take on how you guys improved your sport and how you guys feel you've helped your sport grow personally. Well, I feel like for my team, we kind of – they were struggling, like, before we had come in. It was – the coaches really wanted to like rebuild the program so that's why they like had 13 of us so it was really hard because we kind of took over the team and it was hard for everyone to like kind of find their place but I think without like our upperclassmen that year like they really helped us like get acclimated to everything and kind of like show us how things go um, and then like as we got older and stuff I think this year like we had captains but all of the seniors had a different role within the team. So it was kind of more of like collectively mm -hmm. we helped shape like all like the underclassmen and like guide them kind of like the same way we did. And um, I think that's like going to be a continuing thing for them because losing all of us seniors this year, they're, I know they're bringing in like a lot of girls next year too. So, yeah. Yeah, um, same thing. There was a big class we had and. I want to say we were probably the biggest starting class to finishing, girls-wise, numbers-wise, like dropping girls and adding girls. Um, so we had a really strong class, and coming in freshman year, we all decided, like, we're going to be the class that changed the program. I know we had just moved into um, the MAC years prior, 
and I mean honestly we weren't doing much like new program in division one um but we've been really turning it around and it's just I would say it's the whole culture we like focused on that first and you know what you do on the field off the field like extra work outside I'm gonna be honest my freshman year like not a lot of girls hit the wall with the ball or um you know got in early to practice or after practice and did stuff outside of the whole practice time but um now it's just a regular thing like that's just what you do and you want to do it it's not it's not forced so I'd say the whole culture thing is really what our class brought and not only like Al said not only there were their captains but all of the seniors it was it was a total group effort and everyone had a place in their leadership roles to you know um add to this culture feeling yeah, so um, my story's a little different. Um, we actually won an ECAC championship my freshman year. Yeah. Um, so and we only lost three games the whole year, which yeah. was that insane. Was that, that was that magic year where both programs had only lost, I think, six games total. Yeah. So which was wild. Yeah, so I came in and I was like, okay, this is this is Quinnipiac hockey. Like, we're, we're going after a national championship. And every year um, since freshman year, we've still been striving – for that, um, I think the coolest thing about this past year and what um, myself and the um, group of seniors were able to lead our team in is that belief, even when our record didn't show it all the time, where we dropped games that we should have won, um, we all still genuinely believed that we had the ability to win a national championship, um, to win the ECAC championship, and um, that's a pretty resilient belief when the external voices um, and people outside of our program you know were telling us that we couldn't um, so I, I believe that this group of girls that are staying for next year and the incoming freshmen are gonna continue to build on that with more skill and with putting the puck in the back of the net so that um, we do have the results to match that belief. Uh, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that, and and I, I have a little more experience with women's hockey just because I, mm -hmm. I've you know worked some of your games on on the broadcast. And every time that that myself and my partner were going to talk to Cass Turner, she would say she yep. would say the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, you, you would not believe yeah. the group that we have in this locker room, yeah. and the the way even after you know a tough weekend on the road or something like that, the way that you guys would come back in every Monday, mm -hmm. reset get back to focusing on the goals that you had. So actually, it's funny that you mentioned that that freshman year team, the ECAC championship mm -hmm. team. You know, what what were you as a freshman able to learn from both the seniors and just the experience in general winning a championship that early? Yeah, I mean, I learned, um, I mean, personally, I learned I was going to have to push myself to play at this level. I, I didn't play, I didn't get a shift that whole um, championship game. Um, and a lot of people don't know that uh, looking at my playing time now, but I had to learn to adjust my game at the time. And um, I, I think the biggest thing I learned that year was being a good teammate and um, learning how to support others and celebrate their successes even when I wasn't able to do that myself. Right. Um, so, yeah, and then the seniors, I mean, they – they worked their asses off, I guess, <laughs> but their seniors worked so hard. You talk about extra work in the gym. Um, you talk about really wanting to succeed and change a program, and they did that for our program. Um, and they taught us that freshman year, and we were able to carry that on to this year. So it really is a cool 
a cool way that our alumni can feel um, like they still are a part of this because they do la- leave a lasting imprint on everyone who comes through. Right. Uh-huh. Um, now, Aubrey, you can you can confirm this if I'm wrong because I ca- I counted and tried to figure this out while I was researching. But have you missed a game in your Quinnipiac career? Um. A game, no. A start, one. Uh, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> but e- either way, so so, but so, but you you have not missed a game in in your four years playing. No. Wow. Okay. So uh, so, I mean that's that's pretty impressive in I, it and just, of itself. It, it comes back to like that inner drive that the three of them have. Like, yeah. They don't want to sit around and they don't want to. Yeah. Like like you said, yeah. you go nuts. Like if yeah. you're yeah. if you're sitting around and I don't know, wondering, oh, what do I do next? Yeah. Like It was definitely like hard um being a freshman and like playing over a senior that might have been on the team like it is a little uncomfortable and just knowing that like I don't know stay humble and like work hard and like that'll show I mean it's the coach's decision at the end and she's going to play the best people to try and win every game so it was definitely like created a new dynamic to that program at the time freshman year with that group of girls um trying to learn like everyone learning that we're trying to bring this program to a better place to get more wins and it's not just about like oh you made it to a division one team oh you're going to get playing time like no you have to work hard and that's I mean that's something that I think every team still works works at knowing that you're just not given playing time like in high school and like in your old travel teams like it you're at a a higher level of athletics and you got to work for that I have a question yeah, for the three of them, they they might get a little little emotional about it. I was just going to ask you guys, what are you uh, what are you going to miss the most about college athletics, or if you do have plans in the future to play your sport after, I'd like to hear that too. I always talk about it with my teammates, but I think I'm going to miss like the locker room culture a lot. Um, ever since my freshman year, I was never really shy, so I was the wild animal in our locker room, <laughs> and I wasn't afraid about that. I got everyone in the locker room, like, ready to go for game day, had all the song, like, I just, if that's what I could bring to my team, like, to prepare them, like, some girls, everyone does their whole game, pregame ritual differently, um, so, like, I kind of knew, like, certain people like to go outside, they watch videos of themselves, me, I like to just dance as crazy as I can, and my, <laughs> yeah. my coaches know it, too, um, <laughs> So I think just I'm gonna miss before. that. Stretch yeah, <laughs> just stretch before. Yeah, I'm yes, gonna. Yes. I think I'm gonna miss that the most, just because like off the field, that was just my favorite part. Like I just got to like be myself. Yeah, I'm gonna miss um, just being with the team all the time. Like, I mean, I never eat a meal alone. I never go to get gas alone. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know, you're just always nice. with your yeah. friends. Um, yeah, you're just always with people who are bringing you up and you know going for the same thing you are and just um just having like I mean positive vibes all the time like with vibes only yeah with your best friends I mean this whole college experience what it comes down to for me honestly at the end looking forward to the rest of your life like lifelong friends and these memories these things that we've gone through no one else went through and that just creates a bond where it's unbreakable and it'll live on forever yeah yeah, um, I second that with my team. Um, like you said, we had a really special group this year um, and over my four years, but especially my class is so strong. Um, our, our friendships in my class are really strong. So um, you know, two of my best friends moving back to Manitoba. Um, <laughs> one's going back to Finland. Hopefully Samo 
stays yeah, around stays with the, the program. same area. But, um, yeah, I'm going to miss the people the most. Um, but then also, um, you know, being able to play at this high level, I wish there was a professional league that we could go on and, and play in and get, you know, paid a decent amount of money to at least sustain being a professional athlete, but that's just not an option yet. Um, but I think women's hockey is working on it. Um, and hopefully, you know, five, ten years from now, that is an option for girls to graduate yeah. college at, you know, top division one programs, and they're able to go on and play for a, cu for a couple, couple of years, um, maybe even play when they're in grad school, because, you know, you yeah. only have four years of right. eligibility here, yeah. but not everyone's going into the working world right away. So hopefully they build those partnerships to to get something yeah like yeah that yeah them. hopefully i think the the operative word there is yet because i think yeah, yeah it's been, gonna happen i think it's happening yeah. it is yeah, yeah. yeah. it's gonna happen i think it's happening for other sports too like for soccer I was like it's to say, just the national like, team too the national like, yeah. team like getting underpaid and stuff like i i knew it like i knew coming into college i wasn't gonna play after but to get another four years to play has been like more than enough for me i think yeah in that regards. Yeah. And lacrosse is one of the fastest growing sports too. It's catching up like I think it's gonna pass baseball if Probably. the pace if, if, if yeah. they keep at the <laughs> pace. Did in my town at least when, when, yeah. Yeah, when I was playing baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but the men's um, the men's lacrosse professional league still doesn't get paid a yeah. you know, a yeah. cent to what yeah. professional baseball players get paid. Right. So we yeah. still fact. have a, yeah. a fact. Yeah. Got a ways to go. True. Yeah. I played lacrosse my whole life too. Or oh, up really? until college, yeah. Mm -hmm. My mom played division one at James Madison. Wow. Um Oh, yeah, cool. my brothers have played for a while too. So. They get a cool logo, James Madison. <laughs> I like them. Cool dog. Yeah. Uh, so actually, uh, this is something that we talked about before. Aubrey kind of mentioning the the family lines. So both of your brothers are also Division One athletes or, or college athletes. Yeah. So what was the uh, what was the household like growing up with uh, with uh, I'd Every, say uh, maybe competitive yeah. might be a word for it, but uh, every uh, family that. dinner was. The whole conversation was about athletics. <laughs> I almost uh, tore my ears out one time. Track would not be, like, stop, talk about. And I'm like, please, anything else besides. <laughs> um, yeah, and although, I mean, I had my own sports going on, but any other time, I was the youngest, so I wasn't staying home alone. I was always going to their events. And, I mean, the track meets were, what, eight hours long? I would never wrap my head around this. They are <laughs> so confusing. They are. <laughs> Well, even just, when I ran it, I didn't understand yeah. any. I, I would run so for 30 mad. seconds, and I would be there for eight hours. That's what I'm about to say. He would run a minute and a half, and I was there for eight hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I get I it. mean, I get I'll it. praise them because I could never run that fast, and it, it takes everything. Like, the amount yeah. of water hurdles, you have to drink. Hurdles is like, impossible. <laughs> like, I could never do the hurdles. Yeah, so. yeah where do they run? My like legs are too short for hurdles. Are they both track? Right. No, um, middle one's track, and then the oldest was soccer. But okay. he also ran track like his whole life. What um, event do they run? Um, so they were mid distance, like 400, 600, oh, yeah. 800. And then That's relays. People, people forget relays. I also yeah. ran the 400. Oh, God. Matt. <laughs> yeah, people so forget. I would say, like, biggest or coolest experience um, in my life. And I remember it being like a pivotal moment knowing that I wanted to go grab something. And my brother. Uh, in high school, his I think it was the four by six or the four by eight um, won a national championship, and I just remember that feeling. I was so young; I don't even I'm trying to think how old I was, but that's one of my earliest memories. Just being like, "Wow!" and everyone yeah. around me screaming and jumping. So I just remember screaming and jumping, <laughs> even though I didn't understand the like how cool it was yeah. until I got older and realized how much hard work and every day in and out goes into that. Yeah. 
Oh, don't drop the baton either. Oh, it's so oh hard no. to not drop. Yeah, that not, baton. one of one of the kids right before the race lost his um lost his racers or whatever they're called the the shoes <laughs> and spikes, spikes. yes <laughs> spikes whatever um and they had to get them right before it was a huge adrenaline thing and they think that's why they uh won all that adrenaline leading <laughs> up to the race damn yeah. whatever whatever you, know, you never know yeah, yeah right. <laughs> So, so this is actually this is something that I asked Adele Thornton earlier. But all three of you being seniors in your programs, who are some of your your role models within your programs coming up through it from freshman year until now? I mean, I would just say my brothers going along with that. Like right. as much as it's, I don't know, just looking up to two people who are family and closest to you and seeing them do something, um, you know, you can do it too, and it just kind of fuels you to show them and prove to them that you can do the same thing. I think for me, it would definitely be my parents. Like I, my dad did all of my recruiting videos. My dad researched every school, every soccer program. Like if it wasn't for like my dad and my mom, I like in their support and like they come to every single game away or home. I had the pleasure of meeting your mom in Siena actually. Yes, and my grandparents too. My grandparents (laughs) never met, my grandparents went to Niagara. Like they did everything. Yeah, they, I would not have been able to do it without all of them. I definitely think that. Um, Sid Rusler, I mean, yeah, Rusler, (laughs) I almost said Rossman, was our (laughs) captain my freshman year. And uh, she, I definitely I sat next to her in the locker room, and I definitely looked up to how she led and um, just how she um, cared so much about this program and the team. And so she was definitely one of my role models and uh, one of my closest friends going through um, my whole four years. She was around as a volunteer coach um, after she played um, and then she, uh, been working, doing skills in the area and playing professionally for the whale. So I've been able to kind of have her as an older role model for my whole time here, which has been really great. She was Team Canada too, right? Yep, Team yeah. Canada, yep. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good yeah. role model to have. It's been, it's been nice, yeah. She, you know, she's still been around. It's been fantastic to watch her her journey through the, the whale yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. Um, Matt, I don't know if you have anything else. I mean, we can ask the... No, we can ask the questions. Okay, yeah. so the... uh, every, every episode, every guest, we've asked the same three questions. These are the real personal ones, the thinkers, because you guys could talk about your sports all day, but these are, uh, these are the real personal ones that make you think. So the first one. If you could live anywhere in the world that is not Hamden, Connecticut, because of course that'd be the first That's choice. All our first choices. Okay. Where would it be and why? Oh God! I would. Yeah. I would uh, Hawaii. Okay, really? I'm yeah. like that. Like I that pick. <laughs> love um, the outdoors. I love the ocean. I love the mountains. Um, and it, I've never been to Hawaii, but it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, and so I don't know if they have ice rinks there, but <laughs> I'll figure it out. Um, and, yeah, that would be. I like that pick. Yeah. yeah. Good food over there, too. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. culture, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'd love to, yes. I don't know. And in, ter- yeah, in it, terms of outdoors, I mean, there's yeah. so many different things. Yeah. yeah. Do, you sur- do you surf at all? I don't surf, no. I mean, I have. She'll learn. learn. When she's yeah. out there, she'll yeah. learn. You can learn. She'll, she'll learn. learn. Um, that's a tough one. 
Uh, I always say that I would live in a shack on an island, like if I had no family. But (laughs) (laughs) you always say, well, yeah, I talk about it a lot because it's just like a pipe dream. I would love to (laughs) be like a a, live a simple life, like have one outfit of clothes and like eat fruit every day. Minimalist. Yeah, I mean that sounds amazing, and just go in the ocean. But, um, okay, so family within regards, um, I would probably, (laughs) (laughs) um, I don't know, an island probably close to, um, like the Caribbean or something, somewhere easy to get to. Love Aruba. Uh, I I just went there this past week. Love the Bahamas. Winter break. Um, (laughs) Very nice. Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. Love Puerto Rico. Yeah, dude, that's a great spot. Um, And no passport. It's a U.S. territory. Yeah, right? It's unreal. (laughs) crazy not bad oh gosh i don't know um i guess i kind of have two places because i had visited like nashville like last yeah, year oh, and yeah. i like go going there in two <laughs> weeks Absolutely. i like yeah. i like you go to two weeks yeah oh my okay. gosh well i'm like moving <laughs> to knoxville <laughs> in yeah. june so really? nashville is like three hours for me but i visited over like thanksgiving break one time and like the whole culture there, like the Southern hospitality is just like, <laughs> it's just such a, yeah. Well, my sister goes to school in Charlotte too. I was wanted oh, to say that. See? Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, um, I really like the culture down there and stuff. And it's like, I know there's, it's like an up and coming like city, yeah. especially for like young yes. kids. But if I really had to pick anywhere, I'd probably pick like probably a cool island, I guess. Mm-hmm. I remember my grandma telling me we had family like in Barbados, like second wow. relatives. So I feel like maybe go to Barbados and <laughs> see what that's all about. Yeah. That's not a bad yeah, pick Those are either. two fantastic yeah. choices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mo- moving down to Knoxville, is this uh, employment related? Um, I'm going to grad school. Oh, yes. congratulations. Thank nice. you. Thank you. Heard it here first. Heard it there here you first. go. Yeah, <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. Um, Instagram actually heard it first. Uh, it's all good. It's I did. Uh, well. Uh, well, congratulations Thank nonetheless. You. And Thank uh, you. I'm just disappointed that we couldn't get you earlier so you could break it on our podcast. But anyways, uh, <laughs> if you could have dinner with one person, either alive or deceased, who would it be? Beyonce. And why? Oh, she was all right. Dan, you did not even finish the question. And she <laughs> said, well, and why? Oh my gosh, I've been obsessed with her since I was in like middle school. I don't know why. Like her, oh, I went to her concerts like every summer when she, I went to Mohegan and I saw her and Jay Z at Gillette Stadium, and I was like crying the entire concert because it was like so life changing. I was like so happy to be there. Um, I just feel like she's a cool person. Like her Netflix documentary was sick. Like, <laughs> just want to ask her what yet. it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. She she's that. very much like the definition of cool. She she's is, and she just does so much for like women, like empowerment with like Michelle Obama and stuff. Yeah. Like they did that, like a lot of stuff together. And I just feel like she would just be a really cool person. Yeah, yeah. Just pick her brain. There's yeah, more than that. Yeah, maybe have her like. She's got some. Show stories. me a couple dance moves. Yeah, she's got some <laughs> stories. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't it be? I mean, based on your stories, it should be the other way around. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> we'll see about that. My mom tells me I have no rhythm, so. Oh. <laughs> Actually, wait. Okay, I, 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 I'm I'm sorry. I'm interrupting the question, but uh, two of you guys wore number thirteen, and you wanted yeah. to wear number thirteen yes. to wear number three. Yeah. So this, so really? it's, it's a. You all 13. wanted thir- 
Oh, wow. <sighs> I was actually never 13 before I came here. Kate was. I stole it from Kate McKenzie. On she's accident, four now. I mean, she's yeah. four now, but I was always <laughs> 22, but that wasn't an option oh. um, at the time. So, yeah. so the, well, I love it now. Though. I, I mean, was always number two, and then um, when Dave sent us an email this summer coming in, we had to give like three or four numbers that we could pick, and my mom's number was always 13 in high school. She played field hockey, mm. and for most people, you think it's like the unlucky number, but it brought her like a lot of luck, so I was yeah. like, why not go for yeah. it? Yeah. And then I kept, I was going to switch to two, but I was like, I've just... Yeah. I have no intention to switch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No reason to after no. being successful. Yeah. yeah. I, it's just fun. It, it's funny that uh, you know when I was looking. Oh yeah, thirteen. Oh, we got another thirteen. Oh, that's a three. But because it, you know, it's just you, you think about yeah. it, and it's like, oh, it's supposed to be uh, the unlucky number. But I mean, obviously, it's it's worked yeah. decently well in this room at least. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, continuing. I'm sorry. Um. Oh, with the person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With. yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, I would say the dude, I forget what his name is, but he does, does all those uh, karaoke in the car things. Carpool karaoke. Yeah. Oh, oh, James, James Corden. Corden. Yeah, yeah, him. He's James just Corden. so funny. He's so cool. <laughs> yes, yeah. he does I think I would just show. have a blast yeah. with him all day, and I would. I love singing in the car and doing karaoke. So, like, You I guys should do that. that you should do a great. video of singing with the Bobcats, like Bobcat like, oh. car karaoke. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, it would make yeah. some really yeah. funny memories. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny videos. We'll, uh, we'll work on that. <laughs> Bring us back that's, so that's that we noted. can be oh, a part of it. Noted. Yeah, it's noted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just got to let us know right when you're back. Yeah. Um, I know the reaction on this is going to be funny. I would, I would sit down with Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, whether you believe he is the son of God or not. Um, he, he historically definitely lived on this earth, so I would like to find that out and then ask him some questions about being the son of God. Yeah, that would be that a would be crazy awesome. dinner. So, son <laughs> yeah. of God, what's it like? Yeah. So what's, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's actually one of the best. I think that makes me the most curious. Like, if we went all the way back and you found him, like, I don't know yeah. what I'd, I don't know what I'd ask him. I don't know. Think I don't about know. it. Yeah. That's a it's one to talk about the talk about the <laughs> ultimate interview prep. Yeah, oh my goodness! Yeah. I, yes. Um, okay, and the last one, and this uh, this is probably the toughest, but also gets some of the best answers. Yeah. You are on death row. What is your final meal? Your dinner, your drink, and your dessert? Aubrey, if you say pib, I, your team in pib, dude. I don't even know what pib is. Thank so. God. Oh, right. thank, okay. Except we had we had Megan Swazlowski and. Alyssa, Alyssa Quivelli, yeah. and they both said pib for this question. It's a soda, a Dr. Pepper-ish soda. Oh, I've had yeah. it before. It's yes. Not, uh, <laughs> may, it may not be I as... I hate Dr. Pepper, so... I've yeah. never there had Dr. Pepper. That's, that's, that's the first part, yeah. That's not my answer. <laughs> dinner, drink, dessert. You never know. My dinner, I can start. Yeah. You guys are thinking. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm looking to get a sponsorship here. I'm not going to lie. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, but... Have you heard of um, Elm, City, Elm City Social in New Haven? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They get like rubber ducks. And yeah. Yeah. But their chicken and waffles is the best meal I have ever had in my entire okay, life. Okay, don't tease me like this because it's one of my favorite meals Dude, ever. We're going. I'll like let's go together. Okay. I love because I've had New York City to- like I've had New York City chicken and waffles. So- but if we're going to Elm Street, all right. No, okay. it's Elm City. It's so, what is it? Elm City. Elm City. Elm City. Elm City. Is it? Yeah. All right. Yes. Elm City Social. Um, that is my meal. Chicken waffles. My drink would be, oh gosh. 
Because you put syrup no. on the chicken, right? I put it oh, on yeah. everything. <laughs> All right, sweet. They have a, yeah. still, so they have We're still on this chicken and waffles. Yeah. I'm still, yeah. They're just they talking like shop. blueberry, yeah, you know. like syrup as well. Like it just, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even describe it, but it's amazing. Nice. Um, I'd probably go for a white wine for I like uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Um, as the drink, yeah. As the drink. Might as well enjoy something nice. There enjoy you go. it. Go on on top. Um. I love apple crisp. Apple crisp oh. with um, some vanilla ice cream. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrap it up. That would send yeah, not bad. Send it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's set the stakes high. All right. Uh, you ready? You go. You okay. go. Um, probably a glass of milk because I love milk. And then uh, for the food, I would like to do a whole bunch of stuff. So I'd like like a fillet with some with like a seafood medley on the side. Like mm. I'm talking lobster, scallops, oysters, surf all and turf. Of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then who dessert? Um, vanilla ice cream cone with rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> there you go. Nah, I'm in on that. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, easy. From Wentworths. Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're both we're both on the vanilla train. We've really? had this conversation. It's vanilla in the over chocolate ice cream, oh, always. Yeah. yeah. I worked yeah. in an ice cream place for six years, and like oh, it wow. just will never get old. Like never. Oh yeah. You like wait under the machine for it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, Al. Okay. For my drink. I'm not sure if you're gonna have to cut this out, but I would love a big margarita with a salted okay. rim. Yeah. Just who I am. Yeah. For my meal, I would want. Have you ever been the Lobster Shack in Bramford? It's oh, across from I like. Need to go there. I've heard. About I will it. take you. Okay, it is life changing. <laughs> it's like right across like the little like kind of like stream by um. We could just Stony do a Creek. Tour. Let's just yeah. Chicken and waffles breakfast. Yeah. Seriously. Just tour. Well, my yeah, so wait, my boyfriend's family lives around like right around the corner, so that's I just go there in the summer all the time. But their lobster rolls, it's like a two pound like lobster roll, oh. basically. It is I go there so yeah, good. Do you like <laughs> man. do you like heavy mayo or light mayo? Oh no mayo. Butter. I've yeah. never yeah. had Butter. mayo in my life. Yeah. I've never had mayo. That's, okay, but a lobster a great... roll is usually lobster and mayo, right? Am no, I wrong? hot butter lobster roll. Hot butter mayo. Butter and mayo. Can you do a sound clip of her saying yeah. butter and mayo? <laughs> no, but you're you are absolutely yeah. 100% no, I would get a right. fat lobster roll, maybe yeah. even two. Yeah, yeah, I would do two of them. And um, for my dessert, I would probably do my mom's homemade brownies they are just so good like a week later they're still like i hate this word but it's like moist, moist. i hate like that word okay. but it's so true like a week later you would think it would be like a brick and it's just like so gooey Ugh. life-changing wow. there's my meal yeah. wow not bad yes and also but yeah has anyone asked you guys now. what's your death row meal so we did acrobatics and tumbling and that was the that was episode what 20 something it was a couple it was, yeah, yeah. It was four um, or five ago. and that was the first time someone had asked us yeah, and we were like, well, all right, I, I guess we gotta that. answer yeah. it. I'm I'm a bar food guy. Like I, I would do, I would do nachos and wings oh. and, um, oh, yeah, like nachos, <laughs> wings. I'm out in the no. onion rings, sticks. onion oh, rings, fries, yeah. mott sticks. Yeah, okay. like I like I like that kind of bar food. Oh. And I'm a steak fry guy. 
Like oh, I like the, yeah. the thicker cut fries. Uh, I finally took fries. Matt to Red Robin. I, I finally took Matt fries. to Red, Red Robin. Robin. He took me to Red Robin. I had oh four baskets. God. <laughs> so, like the onion ring towers. Yes, yes. that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Their milkshakes went, are so good. Oh, man, yeah. I, I took three. Yeah. I took three guys that had never been before. I'm like, all right, guys, <laughs> let me let me, ha- let me yeah. handle this. Yeah. I'm gonna take. Yeah. I'm gonna take it. The onion ring tower, whatever it is, and we'll take two baskets of fries. And everybody's like, what is what is going on here? Every fried food you can think of but <laughs> anyways uh well ladies thank you so much for for joining us today thank you thank for you. four unbelievable years for each of you at quinnipiac and and best of luck moving into the real world and doing amazing things thank, thank you. you thanks for having us Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. We really appreciate it. Make sure you go online to QuinnipiacBobcats.com for everything you may need. Roster, stats, scores, tickets, merch, everything you may need. QuinnipiacBobcats.com for that. Make sure you follow all of the accounts on social media. It is at QUathletics on Twitter and Instagram, so make sure you go follow those. You can get all of your updates right away if you're following both of those. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. It helps us grow. Let's us know how we're doing, what we can possibly change. Matt McAuliffe, this is our second to last episode of the year, so people only have a little bit of time left to follow you. I know. But how can they follow you? At McAuliffe7. You got to do it now because you're running out of time. And I'm at Dan Ball, (laughs) B-A-H-L. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click.